welcome back to another episode of The Growth Club. Today, in this episode, I actually wanted to dive into my most recent launch of the Digital Course Lab and look into some of the strategies that I use to have a successful five-figure launch and also look at some of the misses or what I believe were the misses and things that I could improve. So the hits and the misses of the strategies that I've used. Some of the reasons why I actually like to do a post-launch debrief is because it actually gives you concrete results. There's concrete numbers because up until then, everything is just a speculation. It's just an assumption. But once your launch finishes, it is actually the result of everything that you've done up until that point in a more concrete manner. So you can make more definite decisions about what needs to be adjusted for next time. So it's actually very important to go back in after your launches or anything specific that you do, maybe challenges that you set for yourself so that you can assess and fix up anything that you need to before the next time that you experiment or the next time that you launch. Okay, so I'm going to go into five of the different components or strategies that I used during my launch process and some of the things that I believe worked within there and perhaps some of the things that didn't work within the components because there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to a launch. So I'm going to be looking at pre-sales, my lead magnet, the types of content that I produced, as well as my masterclass, and then of course my conversion rates that ended up leading to sales. Okay, so the first strategy is to do pre-sales. And this is something I would recommend for everyone who is launching something for the first time, or if you've made a significant update or a significant adjustment in the type of content you create within your launch, it is highly crucial that you do a pre-sale because this will give you a better idea um, and make sure that you're on the right track in terms of your messaging and your positioning. So pre-sales is something I very highly recommend. Now, the pre-sale strategy that I would normally recommend is to just send out a simple email newsletter. If you already have a email list, send out to your email audience that you're offering a pre-sale um, with the messaging that you've set out or you use social media and you do a post or some stories around it. I'd probably likely stick to stories and make sure that you are finalizing the sales process within the DMs. So it is a relatively simple process. You can get everything set up within the day, do it on the day. But I decided for this launch that I would do a mini training because I would have to create the training for later anyways, which eventually I turned into my masterclass, which I'll talk about in a bit. But I decided to do a mini or a short form of that for my pre-sale period and In a way, it did work well because it gave my audience a little bit more of an insight into what might be coming and what they can expect from this update of the digital course lab. But the only negative of this process was because I actually created a mini training that somehow led to people expecting that they would need more information. It made them more inquisitive, even though it was a pre-sale. So your pre-sales are supposed to help you get some sales in before you actually create any specific lessons. So your audience that joins during the pre-sale process are supposed to actually help you refine and put the finishing touches on the products so that you know how to make sure that it is 
as beneficial for your ideal buyers as possible. But because I created this mini training, it made people even more inquisitive and they were asking questions to things that they were actually supposed to help me refine and they thought I should have it ready already because I'd already made a training. Now, that's not anything too negative or something that didn't work in my favor specifically, but that's just something that I noticed because I gave them an opportunity to ask more questions, be more inquisitive. So obviously my audience took it and they were asking questions that I couldn't yet answer because I needed them to actually help me readjust everything. But that wasn't anything bad. So I wouldn't say that this is something you completely shouldn't do for your pre-sales, but Ultimately, I think it's best to just keep the pre-sale process as simple as possible, which next time if I'm launching any new products, I will definitely again do my pre-sale process. I most certainly will do that. It is something I recommend. I stick by. So I'll be doing that again. Just I will stick to my simple methods. (laughs) Okay. And the second part to my strategy process was my lead magnet. I like to, as I just said, I want to keep things as simple as possible to make it easier for me. If I have the time, the bandwidth, obviously I can add some more complexities or maybe refine things just like I did during my pre-sale process because that's when I had a little bit more time. But ultimately I like to keep things as simple as possible to make sure I keep moving forward and have momentum. So for my lead magnets, I kept it relatively simple. I created two alternatives. One that was for people who were probably a little bit more further down the track in their entrepreneurship journey. And the other was for people who are a little bit more on their preliminary portion of their entrepreneurship journey. Now, both lead magnets worked really well. The conversion rates were standard. So there's nothing I would complain about within there. Also later down the track, a masterclass is also a lead magnet. So I use that as well down the track. So that would be my third form. Now, when you're starting out, I would actually just recommend that you just have one lead magnet and then use, for example, the masterclass as your lead magnet and marketing vehicle where you do your sales process. I obviously did three. And the next time I launch the digital course lab again, I would say that I would probably just refine some of the lead magnets that I already have because they worked well, the audience was happy with it. And I may actually just remove one of them and perhaps refine it with a different form. So I'm pretty happy with how my lead magnets performed. Just a few little tweaks here and there just to update the material as per usual. So that won't take me very long. And if I wish to include a new one, I will. But that will be something I decide down the track. Now, pre-sales and lead magnets are more part of the early portion of your launch process. So now I'm going to dive into my content, my masterclass and my masterclass conversion rates that led to sales. And this is where I had some more significant misses as well as significant hits, obviously, because it's further down the track of my launch process, which means the results and what you get from them becomes a little bit more serious. Okay, so starting off with the content that I produced that was driving traffic to my lead magnets. The content pillars that I had set up for my business were fine. They're great. I'm still sticking to them because obviously they're a core and essential value within my business itself. So they're not something I would change, but something I kept noticing was that 
there was one specific type of content that kept going viral. And virality is something you either need to be concerned about in some cases, or you can be more relaxed about. And this comes down to whether you have other content that is more specifically geared to your niche and whether that is well planned out before you go viral, or if you don't have those other specific content around your content pillars already existing on your profile, it can be a little bit more of a problem. Now, let me actually go into an example so you know what I mean. The type of content that kept going viral for me was around my content pillar of money. So I have pillars around money, around marketing, around business, around mentality, and of course, showing my lifestyle. So behind the scenes. So there's, that's about five to, if you really narrow it down, probably about three content pillars. And the money one is the one that kept going viral. Now, that makes sense, right? Because money is something that is relatable to everyone. It is something we need in the modern day and age. So that is something that a lot of people could relate with. Hence, the platform could spread the video out more easily. As a result, however, of this virality, what ended up happening was that I accumulated quite a number of people who were in the preliminary stages of entrepreneurship. So they wanted to launch a business or they were in their early stages of launching a business. That's a large portion of the audience that I ended up gaining along the way. Now, the reason I wasn't too concerned about this being the case was because I already had my other content pillars, which I had created content around existing on my page. So once someone found me through, say, a viral video that was based around money, and then they went over to my page to kind of understand what this new person is about, and they saw, oh, they have marketing content, they have content in relation to how to scale a business, they have content in relation to how to improve your mentality around your business, they would get a better scope of me as a person and my business as a whole. And since I already had those existing pillars on my profile, that meant that this new person who ended up on my page wouldn't have a skewed version or a skewed opinion of me, but more a well-rounded one. Hence, I'm not too concerned. But if you say don't have those other pillars around your business and only one of your pillars is what you post about and you keep posting that and say you go viral, that means your audience will end up having a very skewed opinion of you. So that's just something you need to be very careful with. Now, that is not a miss at all. Obviously, that is a great result. I've had significant growth on my page. And the whole point of posting more content on my TikTok page was to essentially show people that it really can be done within a couple of months from you creating content, growing your page, driving that traffic onto your lead magnet, sending people to your email list, and you being able to launch your digital programs really successfully. So it wasn't a miss, but what I would say is that I ended up accumulating a lot of my audience base who was not exactly ready yet for the product that I was offering for this time around in this launch process. A lot of them would actually be better suited towards a different product that I'm working on that takes them through the initial portion of the entrepreneurship process and building out your business rather than my digital course lab. 
which is for people who already passed through the preliminary stages and they want to scale the current business they have or the current projects they're doing, the current situation they're in with clients. So definitely not a miss, but something I had to quickly readjust during the process of creating content whilst it was leading up to launch was that because so many of my money content was going viral, I had to quickly make sure that I was producing a lot more of my marketing content just to make sure that my page and people's perceptions of the type of business I was running was not completely skewed. And it ended up working out fine because I ended up getting a lot of DMs um, with people clearly seeing that they could trust me because of the well-rounded videos that I had and then being able to understand how I was running my business and then being them being able to understand the types of values that I hold around my business. So it ended up working out fine, but that's just something you need to keep in mind um, and maybe readjust when things like that happen. Okay, now that leads me to my masterclass, which I held. So I had so many registrations, which was great. Clearly people were interested in the topic we were talking about, which was from ideas to profits, how to create, market, and scale your online business. Now, a great portion of my audience that signed up for my masterclass was my ideal audience space. But like I mentioned, because of the content that kept going viral, a large portion of my audience were people who were not yet suitable. They are suitable because obviously they're still on their entrepreneurship journey. They're looking to build and launch their online businesses. But because of the stage that they were at, they were not yet ready for the product that I was offering. But all in all, that's okay, because I still had my subset of people who attended my masterclass who were actually part of my ideal buyers. So that worked out fine in the end. And one of the things that I would actually change and improve in that process of me hosting these masterclasses would be that I was sending out emails before the masterclass began. And during those emails, purely because I didn't have the bandwidth and I wanted to make sure that I'm keeping things as simple as possible as I like to, I didn't create any videos that would make things a little bit more personalized and make things a little bit more interesting before the webinar began. So it would encourage the show up rates to actually be a little bit higher. So I had decent show up rates, but obviously next time I would like them to be higher and improved. And one of the ways I believe I can do this is by making sure that I create a video so that I can let people know a little bit about myself, what to expect during the masterclass and maybe how to prepare for the masterclass itself and maybe things they need to be aware of. And just the fact that there is a human on the screen in their emails would make that masterclass a little bit more memorable, or at least the date in which the masterclass is occurring would have been more memorable. So that is something I am looking to improve for next time. And perhaps some of my other launches that I do with some of the other products in my product suite, I may make some adjustments to that. And lastly, my masterclass conversion rates into sales They were decent, but I would say by my standards, they were not great. Again, they were decent, but just not extremely, extremely high. 
again, some of the things that contributed to this would have been that a large portion of the people who attended the webinar from seeing my content would have been in their more preliminary stages of the entrepreneurship journey. So they weren't quite aligned with the product that I was offering just yet, which also meant that because the Digital Course Lab is quite a substantial offer in the thousands. So it is actually best suited for people who are kind of already building up a small momentum and maybe they need to get a little bit more scrappy. They need to take on an extra project or take on an extra client to make sure that they can be involved in this program for the next nine weeks to basically scale their business or the project that they're doing even further. But of course, if you're in your more preliminary stages of your entrepreneurship journey, you would not be making enough just yet to be investing in a program like that. Hence, my conversion rates were good, but not as high as I would like them to be. And this is something that I am looking to readjust for next time. Ultimately, the reason that I am sharing this is so that you understand that No matter how successful your launch is or how well it goes, everything is an experimentation. So I had a great launch. Awesome. But there is ultimately still things that I can improve for the next time around, which I did not have the bandwidth for this time in my launch. Again, each time that I launch, I learn a little bit more and more about my audience to better my messaging, better my positioning so that... I can make sure that my product is more in line with my ideal buyers. And on top of that, when you are in your growth process, you might realize that you have an array of audience members. So I have my subset of audience who is a little bit further down the track on their business growth journey. And then I have those who are a little bit more in the beginning stages. And something I'm doing right now is including another offer in my product suite to make sure that I'm accommodating and helping those who are in their beginning stages a little bit better according to the specific situation and circumstances that they're in and according to some of the troubles that they would be having in that stage of their journey. On the other hand, say you have a terrible, terrible launch. You maybe had only a few sales or maybe you had no sales at all. Ultimately, that is still not the be all end all because every step of your journey and every launch that you do, you're supposed to be learning as you go and figuring out more about your audience. Like I said, figuring out what you need to tweak in the process, because all of that just adds up to being another step in your experimentation and your growth process. So I just want to remind you to always remember that your growth and your business growth is a marathon. It is not a sprint. One launch is not the be all end all. It is just another puzzle piece that you fit in to your overall growth process. Okay, now that is a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to click the follow or the plus sign so that you get the next episode directly in your app of choice. And if you can think of anyone who you feel like this episode might be helpful for, a friend who is on their own growth journey throughout their entrepreneurship process, feel free to send this to them as their own reminder. And as per usual, 
Keep building, keep creating, and keep striving. I'll be speaking to you in the next episode very, very soon.